what do you think about Jonathan back there tonight? Come on. Man, promise I wouldn't embarrass him, so that's all I'll say. Amen. Hey, if you're here tonight, don't own a Bible, maybe you forgot yours, hold your hand up. The ushers will bring one to you. It's our gift to you. We want to make sure everybody has a copy of the Word of God. No excuses, no explanations. Get in the book. Okay? Just get in the book. You, you, you got to get in that Bible. You got to read that Bible. You got to find a verse or two that you're going to weave into the fabric of your being. And, and, and just, keep, just keep building up your, your arsenal. It's like, adding, it's like adding to the toolbox. Right? You know, is anybody in here use tools? No, I don't, but I know guys that have great toolboxes, and, uh, uh, and they keep putting stuff in there. I love swinging by Steve Sackett's place, because no matter what it is you want, he's got a couple of them. It, it, you know, it, it, he's got several drawers, and you just keep opening them up. And to me, it's, it's, it's like somebody who's a, a student of the Word of God, you know, has these toolboxes, and, and it pulling out the drawers, and, the, and they've got a verse for everything. And that's, you, you want to get that way. Hello, somebody. Said so you want to get that way. You you want to have, you want to have you want to have God's word for everything, amen. Because there, there's an answer to every situation right inside that book, right? And that's not it's not a recording of what he said. This is what he is saying, and his word is alive and and, and it's speaking to us. And, and you know, and you just got to get in the you just got to get in there and get it in you so that it can help you, right? Because if you don't get it in you, well, it's probably not going to help you. Well, yeah, but but yeah, but I go to church. You know that that's great, and, and it's needed, and, and and it's a step. But the deal is, is that if you're not getting the word of God in you, church isn't even going to help you. Man, it kills me to say that. You know, I would. I wish I could tell you if you just listen to three of my messages, just three. You know, if you get three of my CDs, which are only two thousand nine hundred and forty-eight bucks a piece, you know, it, it, that, that you will just be a victorious giant. But the problem is, no, you got to get God's word in you. You got to get God's word in you, and and it's not enough. Okay, this has been a great day, hasn't it? Has it not been a great day, dude? I, I mean, I don't know uh, how many family photos were taken. How many? 60, just think about this, 61 family photos that people would not have if it weren't for you and your generosity, okay? Uh, 61 family photos. How many food boxes? 100 and what? 144. That's Christmas dinners, hams and all the stuff. Assuming, because I saw some guys out there handing out food boxes that looked like, by the end of the day, it looked like they'd had plenty to eat. So we're assuming the pies went with them, okay? We didn't check everybody. We don't know. Hundreds of people, 700, 700 and what? 700 and, yeah, I always exaggerate. It's like 1,014 people. Okay, 679, I don't know what it was. Almost 700 people ministered to right here. Right? It's awesome. It's awesome. Uh, and all of that, and all of that is amazing, and it's awesome to be a part of that. But let me tell you something. You're still not going to have victory unless you've got God's Word in your life. Okay? You, you, can be, you can be generous, 
you, 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 can, you, know, you can be nice, you can be kind, you can be forgiving, you can be long-suffering. But the protocol for victory, see, everything, there's a protocol for everything. And, and uh, you know, at church, you know, everybody talks about the law. You know, well, I'm free from the law. <laughs> no, you're not. You know, but you think about the law with a religious mindset. And, and you know, the law, that's not, I mean, thank God you're not free from the law. Because then people could kill you and it wouldn't make any difference. The only, the only law that people want to be free from is the tithing one. You know, anybody that ever argues, well, we're free from the law, you know, really what they're talking about is they don't want to tithe. And, t- and that's not even under the law. Which, is, which explains how ignorant we are. We don't know God's word. See, here's the protocol for victory, is, is that you have to have the word. You apply the word to your life. It has to change the way you think. See, a lot of people, uh, see, words turn into thoughts, and thoughts, uh, thought, and by the way, that's, that's, why, that's why James said, if you'll receive with meekness a, or a teachable spirit, if you'll receive with a teachable spirit the word of God, it has the power to, cha- to save your soul. Your soul is the way you think, which will impact the way you feel, which will impact the way you make your choices, right? So, so if you take the word of God and you have the word and it starts and it has the ability to renew your mind, that's what Romans 12, 2 meant when he said, don't be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. See, the transformation occurs through the renewing of your mind. Transformation, knowledge is the key to change. And so you get a new word, you get a new understanding, and it gives a new thought. And now that thought begins to impact the way you feel because your emotions flow out of your thoughts. And so the way you think about a thing determines the way you feel about that thing. And so you start feeling different. And that, and every choice you make is birthed out of your emotions. So you change the way you feel, you're going to change the choices you make, change the choices you make, well, your choices determine your actions, so your actions begin to change, you begin to act differently. If you're not acting different since you got born again, you might want to get born again, again. Okay? You need to be acting different. Well, here they go. They're going to tell me not to smoke or chew or go with those who do. (laughs) Frankly, Scarlett. You're smoking and all that stuff. That's religious stuff. That'll fall off later. But you, you need to be acting different. You, you just need to act different. You don't act defeated anymore. You don't act depressed no more. Why? Because you've changed the way you think. See, when, when I see somebody who acts a certain way, but they say things. They say something. Well, I'm speaking the word. My confession is good. Yeah, but you act. Your actions don't align with your words. Well, what's going on there? Well, it's because you haven't renewed your mind. See, because you have, to, you have to change the way you think, and that'll begin to, you know, that'll begin to change the way you feel. See, and, and we know it hasn't happened all the way through, and, and we know that we're, in, we're, we're, you know, we're not trying to be judgmental or, or, or anything, but we, are, we, we do want to find a way to get better. Hello, somebody. So we want to get better. So, uh, you know, so we need to be acting better. We just need to act better. Look at your neighbor and say, I think most assuredly he's speaking to you. Tell him. Okay. <laughs> so uh, uh, we need to be acting better, which means that we need to be choosing better. Some of you need to make better choices. You just need to make better choices, which means you're going to have to feel better. 
you, 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 you're going to have to have more healthy emotion. Right? See, I wish above all things, remember 3 John 2, I wish above all things that you would prosper. Oh, my God, yes, let's, let's hear about prosperity. That you prosper, be in health, even as your soul prospers. See, uh, the, the prosperity that you really want to tap into is prosperity of the soul, the way you think, the way you feel, the way you make your choices. You want prosperity of the soul. You, 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 want, to be, you want to be more healthy uh, emotionally so that you can make better choices. And, and, and in order to do that, well, then you're going to have to think better, which means you're going to change the way you think. We're going to have to, we're going to, have to change the way we think. And, and, and in order to do that, we've got to get in the Word. Right? You've got to get in the Word. You've got to meditate. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate day and night. Day and night, good times, bad times. Early, late, whatever. Where's the word? Don't get caught without God's word in your mouth. Okay? Get a word for what you're going through and start, and start speaking that word. But, but, but meditate it, man. Meditate it. Don't, don't just fling it out into the atmosphere and then just go act the same way that you did without it. No, start aligning yourself. Align your thoughts with what God says. Yeah, but you don't know what I'm going through. Man, what, you know, some of you guys, you should do yourself a huge favor. Get off Facebook for about six months. That was really popular, wasn't it? Look, do you see that? Did you feel that? The atmosphere changed. Right? Don't you tell me to get off Facebook. That's it's so weird. Because, you know, you can just thumb through Facebook and you can find out how people are doing just by reading some of the stupid things that they post. And it's crazy because we post things that, that uncover the fact that, well, you're, you're not sure of your identity. you telling me that if you don't get enough likes, you feel rejected? Don't laugh. There's people, there's people in the room that if they don't get enough likes, they start losing their victory. Well, let me tell you something. You're thinking wrong. Okay, I only need one like. And he's giving it to me. Okay? I, I got the like I need. Okay? And so I, I don't have to go check my profile to see how I'm doing today. <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't even know why I'm talking about this. This has nothing to do with where I'm going. But I'll find a way, I'll find a way to weave it in. Okay? So you got to be thinking different. you got to get in his word. you got to change the way you think. you got to stop letting the world dictate how you think. And, 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 and it needs to be shown up in the way we live, in the way we act. It's got to show up in the way we act. And then, and then and pretty soon it becomes part of, our, part of our character, part of our nature. And then, and then you, end up, you, end up acting, you end up acting right without having to think about it. See, there was a season when in order to act right in certain situations, in order to act right, you had to really watch how you were thinking, Right? Got to really watch those thoughts because, uh, uh, so that you really watch your emotions, so that you could really watch your choices, so that you not, not really watch how you act. But then you get to a place pretty soon where, where you used to have great, you know, restraint, but, but now, now you just act right without thinking about it. Isn't that where you want to be? I said, isn't that where you want to be? You know, like, like in your relationships? Wouldn't you just love to act right towards people without having to make yourself do it? These people, not so much. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you like 
Wouldn't you like to get to a place where you could act right without even having to think about it? Holy over here. Okay? Not so much over here. Okay. So now I know who I'm preaching to. Okay. So, you got to get away from doing life your way. Okay? The scriptures that we're all familiar with, check it out. Matthew 6, 33. Seek first, aim at, strive after, go for with everything that you got. Put your gusto in it. Make this your passion. Figure out how you got to get this into your brain, but this is the way I need to live, and I need to go after this, so that the first thing that I'm after is his way of doing and his way of being right. See, that's what righteousness is. That's what righteousness is, is living life his way. Doing life his way. His way of doing, his way of being, his way. Doing life his way. That, if just in case you're a little slow, that means not your way. I know a lot of you think that you and God think exactly alike. No. The Bible says that his thoughts are higher. So this isn't going to just happen. I said this isn't going to just happen. You have to work at it. You have to renew your mind. you got to show up to grow up. Right? And, and you got to go after it, and you got to do life his way. And, and look at the, uh, the book of Ezra, chapter 8, verse 21. And it said, you know, here's what we did. We proclaimed a fast, and, and, so, and we humbled ourselves before God to seek from him the right way for us. The right way for, for our little ones. The right way for our position. How many of you know there's a right way for you? Okay, there's a right way for you. But you got you to understand this. Get, get your head and wrap it around this reality. That the right way for you isn't always the right way for the guy sitting next to you. Because what, what it seems like is like we all have this tremendous gift. We know exactly what others should do. But we're slow to understand what we should be doing. Well, you got to seek God for the right way for us. There's a right way for us. There's a right way, there's a right way for our little ones. Your little ones represent not only your children, but your future. There's a right way for your future. If you want the future that God has planned for you, you got to do it his way. He has a plan, right? Jeremiah 29, 11. He has a plan to prosper you, a plan to give you hope, a plan to give you a future. But you, you got to do it his way. you got to go after it his way. There's a right way for you, a right way for your little ones, a right way for all your possessions. There's a right way to handle everything that you've got. You know, it is the same word for hallowed and accursed. It's the same word for hallowed or blessed and accursed. Okay, it, 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 it's the same word. So the thing, the thing, well, is that blessed or is that curse? Is that hallowed? Is that hallowed just simply means that belongs to God? You know, that, that God's, God's got his fingerprint on that. Is that, is that hallowed or is it cursed? It, it's not the thing, it's how you handle the thing. Every situation, can it be cursed if you handle it like that? How are you going to handle it? How are you handling How are you handling life? Like a blessing or like a curse? How are you handling it? You know, well, let me tell you how you're handling it. You're handling it according to the way you're thinking about it. Because the way you think about it determines the way you feel about it. And the way you feel about it determines the choices you're making about it. And the choices you make about it de- determine your actions about it. 
And what you have to do is you have to realize that, man, there is a protocol to, to live in a victorious, God-led, spirit-led life. There's a protocol. I don't have the right to think anything I want to think. Yeah, but I, I'm, I, you know, I, I'm a grown adult. I've only met like four of those. And they were pretty boring. But the deal is, is that as a believer, man, you got, you, you got to understand that as a believer, we don't have the right to think anything we want to. There are laws. There are protocols, okay? There, 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 is, there, there is a purpose. There's a purpose. You know, I, I just want to talk about, just for a minute, the protocol of purpose, Protocol of purpose. I hope you brought your pen. You write a couple little things down because uh, uh, these things have the ability. If you just stop and think about it, if you'll meditate on these things just a little bit, it might, it might really, 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 really help you. But everything has a purpose. There's nothing created. Nothing's happening without a purpose. Everything has a purpose. You know, we, we know verses like Romans 8, uh, 28. For we know that all things work together for good for those who who love God and those who are called according to his purpose. Okay, there's a purpose and all things are working together. It doesn't make any difference what it is. It, it can work, but everything has a purpose. Everything has a purpose. Everything has a purpose. So before you deem something cursed or before you decide it's worthless or before you decide it's evil, you might want to make sure you know its purpose. Everything has a purpose. The second thing that you need to understand about purpose is that if you don't understand the purpose of a thing, you will eventually abuse the thing. Okay? Anything that you don't recognize the purpose of it, you will abuse it. There is a purpose for everything, but if you don't understand the purpose, you will abuse the thing. Abuse is actually an interesting word. It's two words put together to make one word, abnormal use. So abuse occurs when you take a thing and use it for any purpose other than the purpose for which the thing was created. So abnormal use occurs when you use anything for any purpose other than the purpose for which the thing was created. Some, some of the guys in the room... Uh, some of the baby boomers. <laughs> you can remember, remember rabbit ears on the TV? Remember when we had those back in the day? And you had the, you had the little antenna, and, and you were going to hook them up to the back of the TV, and you would, all, you know, and any time you had to work on the TV at, at our house, it, it was kind of funny when people would come over for dinner because somebody was going to get the bent knife, right? Because he had a butter knife that had the end, and it was bent on the end. And that was the knife that we used as a screwdriver to put the rabbit ears on the TV to work to get a better picture. And so you would take a thing, a butter knife, and use it for a purpose other than the purpose for which the thing was created. And so what we ended up doing was abnormally using or abusing the knife, right? Because we use it for a screwdriver. You know, if I, if I did not know the, 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 the purpose of a microphone, if, if no one had ever shared with me the purpose of a microphone, gosh, I might, I might take the microphone and use it to, to hang pictures on the wall. Because, you know, it's got some weight to it. 
you know, if you didn't understand the purpose of a thing, you, you could very easily use the thing in an abnormal use, which would be abuse. Abuse. See, uh, it's kind of funny uh, because people do all kinds of things without stopping to understand the purpose of the thing that they've got. They get their hands on things, but they don't understand the purpose of the thing. So they end up abusing the thing. For example, hey, I'm getting married. I got, I got myself a wife. Well, do you know the purpose of a wife? Because if you do not understand the purpose of a wife, it will not be long until you abuse the wife. Hey, we're having ourselves a baby. We got a baby. Do you know the purpose of children? Because there's a protocol. There's a protocol out of the Word of God. If you do not understand the purpose of children, you will abuse the child. Okay. Let's move off of that for just a minute. I got a real job. First time ever. Going to have a real paycheck. Real money. Coming into my life. Do you know the purpose of money? Because if you don't understand the purpose, it won't be long till you abuse the money. Oh, I had, a, had an operation, and they gave me painkillers. Do you know the purpose of painkillers? Because if you don't understand the purpose of painkillers, it will not be long till you are abusing the painkillers. Dude, I'm, I'm preaching a lot better than you're, than you're letting on. This is, this is really good. Okay, this is really good. You need to understand the purpose of a thing. Because if without understanding the purpose of a thing, you can't help but abuse the thing. See, God's bringing things. Think about it for just a minute. God's bringing things. All things are working together for good. God's bringing all things into your life. But if you don't understand the purpose of these things, you will abuse the thing that even that God brought into your life. See, you're looking at things as if it's out of control. You're looking at things as though, oh my God, that couldn't possibly be God. But if you don't understand the purpose of a thing, see, everything has a purpose. But any time you don't understand the purpose, you will abuse the thing. Well, so number three, write this down, that you never ask a thing the purpose of the thing. You never go to the thing to ask the thing, what is the purpose of the thing? You go to the manufacturer of the thing. You always ask the creator of the thing what the purpose of the thing is. Because when a thing is created, the creator knows the purpose of the thing. So you don't, you know, you don't ask the thing, what's your purpose? You ask the creator of the thing, what is your purpose? So in, uh, in other words, in order to understand the purpose of a thing, because we, we, we have created this thing, and this is the purpose for which we've created it. And if you don't understand the purpose, then you go to the manufacturer, and the manufacturer can tell you what the purpose of the thing is. You with me? So, you know, uh, it, it wouldn't help you. Like, like, like if you had an automobile that was running rough or maybe it wasn't running at all, it wouldn't help you to tow it to my house. Hi, could, you, could you work on this thing? Sure. I might use a microphone. Right, I don't know the purpose of that thing. I don't understand that thing. I don't, you know, I don't understand how that thing was manufactured at all. You know, there, there are certain things, there are certain things that if you want to understand them better, they actually have phone numbers that you can call. You know, if it ain't working the way you think it should work, call this number. Who are you calling? The manufacturer. Why? Because they understand the purpose. They understand the function. They understand how that thing operates. They understand the protocol that that thing w- was created and how it was created to function. So really, you need to understand this, that, that, that everything has a purpose, that if you don't understand the purpose, eventually you will abuse the thing. 
that you never ask the thing what, what, the, what the purpose of the thing is, but you ask the creator of a thing because purpose is always found in the maker. So when I look at people, and they have cast off all restraint, and they're running to and fro, living a crazy life, and they're, 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 there's no connection to God life, and they're doing life their way, what is, what, what's it all come back to? They don't understand their purpose. But how could a people, how could a man understand his purpose if he's never even taken time to get to know his creator? Because the only way to understand the purpose of a thing is to go to the creator of the thing. To find the purpose of that thing. And a lot of you guys are trying to, 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 you're going to other people. You're going to go to other people to help them. And they're going to help you find your purpose. They can't help you find your purpose. You can't go to another thing and ask the thing, what do you think this thing was created for? you got to go to the creator of the thing in order to find the purpose of that thing. So you got to get to God. And I'm telling you, there have been moments in my life when, when searching through the Word of God and, 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 and applying the Word of God to my life that I would come across a Word and it would speak, something on the inside of me, it would just ring and I'd begin to see things that I'd never seen before. And then I'd get with really smart people and try to show it to them. And they, why can't they get it? Because, man, God's talking to me about me. You've got to get in the presence of God. Somebody say Amen. I know we've had quite a day. But, but part of this was, it's like, it's, like, it's, like, it's like having a little sliver uh, open up, you know, in, in, and if you look, you can kind of see, you can kind of see in moments like this, can't, can't, you, can't you just kind of see a little bit, just in moments, a, a picture of the purpose of a body. You know, where, I mean, just think about this, 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 you know, what was it, like 315 families got food in a parking lot on Wednesday, or that, that would be like a week ago, right? You know, and 700 people in the building, and lives are being changed, and families are being touched, and God's, God's causing all things to work together. Something happens. Let, 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 me just, let me just try to, 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 to get your grip and release it just a little bit. Because most of the time, when we think about all things working together for my good, all things work together for my good, all things working together for my good, all things. No, all of things working together, all things. This is you and me working together for good. We accomplish his purpose by working together. That it's not just about you, but it's about being who God's purposed you to be. There's a, there's a purpose bigger than ourself that God is fulfilling. And, and you know, there's moments like, like, like this week when, when, it's, when you can just see it and you can recognize that, you know what, while, while we are fulfilling his purpose, you know, in, in this community, can I, can I just tell you something? That God's at work in areas of your life that you would have never been able to get rolling had you not set it down and moved away from that for a minute and went to work on his purpose because he's going to fulfill your desire. I think that's what Matthew 6, 33 is talking about when he said, when you seek his way of doing and being right, and he will take care of all that other stuff. 
When he will, t- he will take it. Look at somebody and tell them, God's got your back. You know, sometimes you just need to get a hold of the manufacturer. Jeremiah 33.3. Check it out. Jeremiah 33.3. And, and he said, call me. And I'll answer you. Hmm. Don't you just love that? I don't know, man. I've read this verse thousands of times, but I still love the fact that when I call him, he answers. Can I, can I just be honest with you? Almost anybody can get my phone number, but I hardly ever answer. You know, I'm just like, I mean, seriously, especially if, if I don't know that number, <laughs> I'm not answering. Okay, you can just go to voice. If you really want to get a message to me, you better leave one. Because if I don't have you in my contacts list, I'm not answering. Now, just because you're in my contact list is not a guarantee that I'm going to answer. <laughs> I'm, I, I might as well just tell you the truth, okay? Because uh, unless I'm in the right mood, nah, I, you know, I'll get back. And, but God's not like me. Maybe it, would, maybe it would have been easier for you to understand if I said, I'm not like God. Because he said, call me, and I'll answer you. Dude, is that not awesome? I mean, that just rocks my world. I can call God. You realize there are days I can't call Todd and get him to answer. One time, I won't mention any names. (laughs) I really won't. But one time, I was in my car behind someone. And I, I thought, oh, I'll get him to pull up. I'll buy him coffee. And I called him, and I watched them. <laughs> I'm watching. Okay. Okay, I'm watching. And so I call him back. I follow him around. Man, they are not talking to me. But God, <laughs> but God said, you call me, I'll answer. You call me, I'll, I'll answer. And, and look at what he says. And I'll show you great and mighty things. Things that are fenced in and hidden. There's things that God knows about things that you don't know. And if you could get his insight, you might understand how to handle things in a way that's radically different from the way you were going to handle them. Hello, somebody. See, if you could just get a hold of the manufacturer, you're literally calling the manufacturer. And he's telling you, I'll give you the purpose of things. I'll share with you the purpose of things. I know. I am the manufacturer. Things that you couldn't distinguish or recognize, things that you have no knowledge of, that you can't understand. Yeah, but that's just that's like just one verse that you got there. And, and Okay, Psalms 119, verse 8. Open my eyes and show me wondrous things out of thy law. Some of your Bibles will say, God, open my eyes and show me great and marvelous things which I knowest not. And I, and I just, I just want just to get to this point. That in order to understand things that you don't understand, you have to admit that there are things you don't understand. Okay, in order to understand things that you do not understand, you have to be willing to admit that there are things 
that you do not understand. There's a protocol for purpose. See, this is why we got to get in the Word. Because to understand a thing, think about it. Think about all the guys walking around with Jesus. They always ended up in a storm, didn't they? Sometimes storms happen to us and we act like it's not fair. Anybody traveling with God is going to encounter storms. But, remember the storm that they walked through? Remember that one? You know, they're in the boat, rowing hard, getting nowhere, and in the middle of the night they look out and there's some dude walking on the water. And and they're dealing with all the storms, but he's walking through it. Remember the storm? They woke Jesus up in the bottom of the boat. He was sleeping, and they woke him up, and he came up, and he spoke to it. Remember that one? Remember the storm? The the boat, man, the boat crashed. The, the, The cargo sank, and everybody floated through it on a board. All storms, but you don't always handle the storm the same way. You don't always know that you don't always know how to handle the situation. You think you do. You think you understand. But see, in order to get insight and understanding that you don't currently have, you have to be willing to admit that you don't understand everything. So I got to go to God and say, okay, here's the thing. And here's what I'm thinking. I love it. I love it when the boys come to me and they sit down and they say, okay, here's the thing. Here's the situation. This is what's going on. Here's what I'm thinking. What do you think? Because sometimes, sometimes, not always, sometimes they haven't seen everything. Sometimes they haven't seen everything. Sometimes there's a perspective that dad has that they couldn't possibly have. Well, you do realize that sometimes there's insight, there's perspective that God has you couldn't possibly have. So to be able to go to God and say, okay, everything has a purpose. And I'm pretty certain I think I know what it is. But God, I I don't want to rely on my own understanding because your word says, lean not on my own understanding, but in all my ways acknowledge you. And God, I I just come to you and I acknowledge that you know what I don't know. So how do you want me to handle this one? Do I speak to it? Do I walk through it? Are we floating? God, I hope we're not floating. Walking through a storm, man, looks cool. Talking to a storm feels awesome. Floating is humiliating. But how do you want me to handle this? See, because he understands all things. He knows how to make all things work for your good. But you have, you have to be smart enough You have to be smart enough to go to him to get in his word. See, there's a protocol for victory. You need to hear him and you need to obey him. You need to trust him. You need to hear him, you need to obey him, and you need to trust him. But you cannot try to be him. You need to hear God, you need to trust God, you need to obey God, but you got to stop trying to Be God. Because his role is to direct all things.
So it's time to just release some things to God. Because everything has a purpose. But if you don't understand the purpose, you will abuse the thing. But you're not going to find the purpose of the thing by investigating the thing. You've got to go to the maker of the thing. You've got to get back to our maker. You've got to get back to the guy who knows how all things work. Just want you to close your book and bow your head, and I just want to pray for you. Some of you are dealing with things, and you're trying to handle things on your own, but you know what? You, you might need some insight and wisdom on how to handle these things. God, right now, I just pray that you would do a work inside of us, that you would stir us in our spirit, that you would, that you would give us the ability to sense that you are talking to us right here and right now, that, that even in the middle of this holiday season, there might be a, a way that you want us to handle it that we hadn't seen yet, that you will give us understanding. You will open our eyes and show us great and wonderful things that we don't understand. Things that we might have overlooked. You'll give us insight and wisdom and revelation, discernment. Thank you, God, that when we call you, you answer. And you show us great and mighty things. Thank you for it, Lord. While every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you're in this place tonight. And maybe you haven't taken time ever to connect to your manufacturer. Maybe, maybe it's been a long time. You know, we're all going to pray a prayer together tonight before we go. And, and, and if you're here and you've been trying to live life your way, but you know, you know what I need? I, I need to do life God's way. I, I, need, I need to get this thing, and, and, and I need to get things right with God. And I know that he has a purpose for my life, but I'm never going to find my purpose separated from the guy who created me with that purpose. So I'm going to get my life right tonight, and we're all going to pray this prayer. And if you're here, and you, and, and you say, you know what, Pastor Tom, I'm making this prayer my prayer. I just want to agree with you. So while no one's looking around, just hold your hand up and say, Tom, that's me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You can put them down. Anybody else, just lift your hand up and say, yep, tonight's my night. This is going to be my prayer. I want to get real with God. I need God to be real in me. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, you can put them down. Anybody else? Say, yeah, I'm reaching out for God tonight. When everybody in this place, pray this with me. Say, dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me. Change me from the inside out. Help me think new. Help me live new. Help me act new. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Look at somebody close and say, man, we're almost done.